Yo. <laughs> What's Ooh. up, Kev? Allergies, Kev, in the Allergy house. Allergy seasons. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst, man. I cannot stand it. It's it, it's uh, like. But I got the cure. You do. A brew definitely fixes allergies. That is what I've read in plenty of, I don't know. Scientific DSMs, journals. I guess. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, I did my own research. A <laughs> lot of that going on. Um, are you watching, opening question, are you watching um, the uh, Dodgers Giants series? I haven't watched. I haven't watched any of it. The last game I watched was a little bit of the. Um, there is so much Angels fan energy going on. Like this is crazy. I did not peg you as an Angels fan. I I thought that. Well, the I Bears told you. I, I can't even. Sense. If I was in a room full of Angels fans, I wouldn't even say I'm an Angels fan because I, I told I mean, you what the deal is. I, you know, we watched them when I was a kid. My dad's an Angels fan, more so than a Dodgers fan. So. But no, the last game I watched was that the um, Red Sox Yankees. Okay, I can't sit through a whole baseball game, man. Oh my god, the playoffs are so amazing! I've said it on this show, you know, a dozen times that baseball has the best playoffs because everything matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every pitch counts, every bunt, every hit, every every single thing affects the overall outcome of the game these are the best teams in baseball at this point so the pitchers on point the you know hitters are on point it's just it's a crazy i think it's the best best uh playoffs you know i i find my favorite sport of course basketball is the worst playoffs <laughs> it's just a you know it's like a number one team beating up on a number eight for 50 points and then you know anyway we still so can you, we still you, can we still put a team on the court? And like half of them already injured. <laughs> not this year, not this oh, year, okay. not yet. At least there are uh, Ariza's injured, but everybody else is good to go for now. They all eighty years old though, so we'll see. Something something to be said for that. <laughs> there is something to be said for that. So the ability to continue to play. Matter of fact, speaking of which, before we move in, so I've been. Back in the gym for about three months now. I'm almost at three months. I feel great. It's like, nice. yo, why haven't I been doing this for longer? I started playing basketball again. Now, it, oh, it okay. should go without saying that I am really bad at this point. Like, I'm terrible. I'm blowing layups. I am really bad. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I'll run occasionally. Oh, so you don't even go shoot around or anything? I, I do. I still go shoot around. But, you know, when they want to run, when people want to run a game, I'll run with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, on occasion, like some actual ball players will show up, some dudes that played at the college or whatever. And it's like, I'm just like, come on, man, can y'all, is there a time y'all not here? Like, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's really hard to be black and not great at basketball. Like, I don't think people understand the pressure. That you're under, and it's not like I'm terrible. I I'm not, you know. I can I can hold my own for the most part. But once actual ball players show up, it's like, ah, oh, God, you know. And the expectation is all high. They're like, okay, we got you. And I'm like, no, don't, not me. Just please, <laughs> all people, just get the other guy. Like, let me just be on the on the other end of this. But anyway, do you try and do you try and keep up, or do you just go the other direction to play old man? Old man basketball. So, I, I, um, the, think, the thinking not, man's game. <laughs> the thinking man's game. Well, I, I feel like nine times out of ten, I'm the smartest person on that basketball court. Nine times yeah, out of ten. So that's that, how I, that's you, how I get get. You around. act that way in most rooms. I, that's true, but that's true. Nine times most out of ten, I'm the smartest person in the room. Where you know, what I'm saying like <laughs> that's also true. I was definitely like the the smartest. If you or Silo was in the room. I was at the very least the third smartest person at every Scion event uh-huh. that we were at. Period. Oh, that's very kind. There's no way. Well, unless KC was there, then I might have been the fourth. <laughs> right? But either way, I was I was definitely in the top ten, no matter what. But no, what I was gonna explain to you was um, you know, they don't people don't play defense or 
pass <laughs> or do anything anymore. They just dribble <laughs> and try to. So I, I'm actually able to hold my own for longer. But again, when actual basketball players show up, it's different because they actually do the things that you're supposed to do on the court. So then it's like immediately I just fall like straight to the bottom of the, <laughs> mm. of the talent pool immediately. But, but yo, it's been fun and I've been able to, you know, keep my wind and yeah, man. It's a well, good thing. Yeah. So you're not out there trying to get crippled or whatever for the rest of no, your life. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. My, but anyway, we got- My biggest fear so, right now is my knees or my Achilles. Something's going to go. And the reason I'm frightened about it is because if it happens now, I'm going to be like a half a mile away from my house, <laughs> half a mile, mile away from my house. And I can totally picture myself pitifully having to like- Uber half a mile to my house or some stupid or crawling. It's the very reason I bring my phone on long runs. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna have to Uber back if I hurt myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna be in a position where I'm out here hobbling back home. So forget about it. You gotta go find a big stick at the park and like <laughs> get back. <laughs> Looking like some form of small daddy cane. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, man. We got a lot to get into though, man. Right. So let's go on and get to the other side. You ready, Kev? Yep. All right, let's go. Rap sucks radio. Blah 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 blah. What up, y'all? You were live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy track life and your fam, Kev Sakota. Yes, yes. Allergy man. <laughs> Allergy angels fan. <laughs> uh, we like to thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all can get old episodes, past episodes at rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you would like to catch this on television, you can go to BTSN, Behind the Scenes Network, download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Click on uh, click on that app or channel, and we are right there with plenty of other dope content we want in BTSN. And also, BTSN is launching... Like, BTSN has kind of been in a um, trial... What's, what, is, what is it called? Like a... A uh, beta? Yeah, like a beta phase. Now it's 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 going down. It's going down. The official launch of BTS in November twenty sixth. Okay. So um you expect a lot of great content. Um, you know, <laughs> it's they're pushing the button, man. So we are very happy for them and we're happy to be a part of it. Right. Uh, shout out to Badru and my man Polly Rob. I right, Kev. Here we go, man. We got quite the show. Yes, quite you lead the, the way, my friend. You lead All the way. Right. <sighs> Yo, man. Oh, by the this way, real quick, huh. sorry, real quick before you sure. start, just wanted to make sure that we acknowledge that we are broadcasting live from our small pieces of stolen land on this Indigenous People's Day. Happy Indigenous People's Day. Yes, uh, yes, broadcasting live from stolen much, land. Much respect. Word up. Um, all right, so, Kevin, who got to chill this week, man? Our boy Dave Chappelle got a chill. Dave Chappelle got a chill. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be a rough one. It's gonna be a rough one. Um, okay, so topic one. Dave Chappelle got a chill. You titled this game blouses. Excellent title. I agree. <laughs> it fits right into the narrative. Um, the reason why Dave's got a chill is uh Dave Chappelle faces backlash over new uh Netflix special ridiculing trans people. Uh Yahoo.com is a source of TheGuardian.com, and it's players involved in Dave Chappelle versus the world. This is pretty much sourced everywhere from your local Facebook, uh, I don't know, person to uh, all over the internet. Um, I'd say Dave Chappelle broke the internet. So Dave Chappelle is facing allegations of transphobia and homophobia over remarks in his Netflix special, The Closer. The special, his sixth and last for now, with the streaming uh, service since uh 2016 deal came out Tuesday and immediately sparked backlash including the from Glad uh and National Black Justice Coalition for jokes directed at the LGBTQ+ plus community specifically trans people. All right, Kev. 
Ooh, boy. Here we go. Okay. Um, I have a lot of uh, of opinions on this. I quite a few opinions on this, so I will try to um, keep it keep it brief as best as I possibly can. But at, per usual, man, we start off with you. So, Kev. Mm. Uh, well, let me ask go. you a question first of all, because because you know some usually when we say someone got to chill, it's because they actually got to fall back and like they they did something terribly egregious. Um, sure, and I know many people feel that he did in this situation. Um, is that how you feel though in this situation? Like, because no, sometimes we do no, the we do no. the gotta chill as a tongue in cheek gotta chill, right? Yeah, that's yeah, how I feel. This yeah. is that's and that's. So if you're coming here looking for us to blat, you know, fire on Dave Chappelle, I don't think you're necessarily going to get that. But we're also not going to, I mean, try and be cute about it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I can bury bury the lead here immediately. I, I don't want to mm. bury the lead here. Like, I don't think that the special was out of line at all. Period. Mm-hmm. At least from his perspective. Um, right. But I do have a, you know, <laughs> yeah, I do have a, a continue a, a a secondary view that might be intriguing, not of his responsibility, but but anyway. But I still want to like kind of set it off with your opinion. Okay. On things and, yeah. And, well, it's it, so I I agree with you. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, like I said. I don't think you can have a sm- intelligent discussion about it without acknowledging that that um, you know some people got upset about it, not mm-hmm. just you know not just folks in the LGBTQ plus community, but anyone else you know might have been a little right. offended. But that was the case with everything he's ever done. You know, um, never makes it okay to just one hundred percent say something that. Is going to offend somebody, but comedians generally offend people, right? And that's not sure. a defense. It's just it just is what it is. Um, the thing that I saw getting lost a lot, and I went and watched it again, and then I went back and watched Sticks and Stones again just to sort of make sure that there was a context around what we were going to talk about or whatever. But um, there's a reason why he's the one who gets the um, backlash for these jokes. One of them is because he's the most prominent comedian in in the world right now, I would Mm -hmm. think. Right. Um, That's fair. uh, He's, he's, he's gone through some of this before, which is why he was in large part talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing just came out as huge. It's on Netflix. Every, you know, a lot of people watched it. Um, but the weird thing is I felt like a lot of the people who were, who were really, really reacting negatively did not seem like they watched it sort of constructively, right. especially sure. when it was like, you know, the, we, I, I don't know if you read that, um, I think it was the Guardian piece that was, was just a few select voices out of the LGBTQ community that happen to also be comics or, mm-hmm adjacent to the comedy world, you know, cause that's obviously an, an interesting perspective and they obviously don't also represent all gay folks or all trans folks, but some of them, even I was like, you didn't watch, you didn't watch it. Right. You know, you, right. it's like giving a book report. Like if I gave a book report on Moby Dick, it's not going to make sense because I'm not <laughs> going to read that book. <laughs> We yeah, can get we can get pat you know so so if you didn't read the book and you want to give the book report you might end up looking a little silly, um, that's the mm-hmm. thing that I think bothers me more than anything else. Um, or kind of, I mean whatever it doesn't bother me I don't care say whatever you want just like I'm gonna tell sure. say Dave say whatever you want but and and you know it's up to everybody to have their own reaction but um, yeah that that ends up being a little takes away from your credibility and. Uh, but that said, you know, I think the the one criticism that that kind of is like eye opening is, and it's not shocking to me, but the the overwhelming, I guess, uh, consensus opinion was that somehow what he did, and I don't want to try and couch this because I don't want to try and make any excuses for an, anybody, but that what he did was more harmful than helpful to the trans community. Okay. I, that's prop, you know, probably fair. I don't think he set out 
to necessarily uplift or push down the trans community as much as talk about the situations that he's been through and try and sort of um, use the power that he has to shine an additional, you know, put an additional perspective on it um, and frame it in a certain way and stop going, you know, what I don't like is, is one, you don't watch it and then you go out there and act like um, he did not craft every single word of what he said. Now, I don't know, Dave, never talked to him in my life, don't know how he works. I don't watch him warming up the clubs, testing stuff out, anything like that. But the sense I get especially when it's a special on Netflix, is that every single word that's coming out of his mouth is there for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are certain people that who, when they speak, you get that sense from every single word that comes out of their mouth. Agreed. He is one of the best at doing that. That is why people buy tickets to see him. Right. So if you're not going to... Approach your criticism of it, whether positive or negative, in a way that reflects that you sort of understand that, then maybe you didn't get it either. Well, I, there's a lot that you said that, that that we can unpack in this. And I think um, with the last thing you said, it's also what – and I don't believe in cancel culture, and so just knock it off. Don't even talk to me, but let's just knock it off. Um, but it's one of the reasons why they can't – cancel him per se because he crafts his ex you know he he crafts and words things so well that all bases are covered so even if you kind of want to be offended it's like you said you probably didn't really watch it entirely because he didn't just start taking these jabs like he laid out an entire explanation as to how these struggles from Black America parallel and and they're crossed up in these struggles for the LGBTQ plus community, um, and that's where I 100% agree with you that people do not and did not listen. They basically just came out and fired. Now I'm gonna take a a a different road here, and and um, I know you know you said this is sort of a tongue in cheek, gotta chill, but. I don't think Dave Chappelle's got to chill. I just always have this perspective on things now, more recently, more over the last couple of years. I'm also very careful who's cheering for me in certain situations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of a lot of opinions that I may have that I just stopped expressing because because people were going to jump on it out of context. Like for example, um, I had given the opinion like it, that I will live by forever, which is liking or not liking a comedy special is not a political or powerful statement. You didn't shock the world or change anything by disliking this comedy special or choosing not, you know, people publicly stating that they cho- chose to choose not to watch it or people publicly stating that they watch. Okay. So you watched the comedy special on your couch. That's great. Awesome. Good for you. You did it. You changed the world, right? You didn't, you just enjoyed a comedy special. And if you go back to Eddie Murphy's, uh, Raw, Eddie Murphy had problems with the, at the time, it wasn't named the LGBTQ plus community, but he had problems with the gay community for jokes that he told in Delirious. And he uh, responded to those jokes in a probably much more direct comedic way than Dave Chappelle, who went through explanations, right? Mm-hmm. So what I will say is where Dave and many other people have been explanatory and sensitive to um, the movement and difficulties that trans people face and that the LGBTQ plus community face, right? The people that I noticed that got his back were like waving the kind of anti-trans flag. And this is where uh, the opinion that it did more harm than good actually might be pretty accurate. The reason why is because people don't often want to have intelligent conversations about these things. They want to just throw cancel culture against the wall and let it stick. I, I had a, 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 a person 
say, oh, they're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. I'm like, no one has mentioned canceling Dave Chappelle. Not a single person, not even people who have been hard naysayers of this. They've asked for the special to be removed. And I guess that could be technically canceling. But nobody said, like, we never want Dave Chappelle to do comedy again. Don't, I won't, you know, I'm going to boycott any club he goes to. None of the things that you kind of follow with the idea of canceling somebody, have never. they haven't happened. The only thing that people have said is that this is a dangerous um, special um, and largely because I've because it incites a group of people who aren't listening to the special either. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it ju- you just struck in my head when when you were talking about that that other group of people who were like supporting him for a right. reason that maybe you weren't supporting, or I wasn't supporting him for, or whatever that I didn't. They appreciated something that I didn't appreciate in it, even though I appreciated it. Right. They wanted to well, be they, able to say like, oh yeah, they, you know, he's totally right. Like I, I saw a lot of that. Yeah. Which my question is, or, or, or the way I would react to that is like what you just said. Well, they weren't watching it either. No. They, they weren't listening either. But guess what? Those are people who, from what I've seen, or in some cases knowing them for years, they don't listen to anybody anyway. They don't right. listen. Well, and this is this is my thing about um, entertainers, and I guess I'll throw myself in that category. But people with a voice, um, and the intentions behind using that voice being skewed by people who really just want their pitchforks and bats bats out, and they just need a a, a person to support their homophobic or transphobic beliefs, right? I don't think Dave Chappelle expressed any transphobia or homophobia at all, to be square with you. But I did see a lot of the audience respond in that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. I I my you know my wife um and I have kind of talked about this pretty much since it came out. Um and I've seen Fizz discuss it in Omega um and I really value their opinions on on these things. And I think one of the things that Fizz said was basically that he's seen people being like team turf and pro right. turf. And it's like, right, okay, right, but right. see, this is not really what the, the special was about. He ended the special. Well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched right. it. But how he ended the special, I thought, was incredibly important. You know what I'm saying? Um, and speaking about the, you know, the kind of I, I would say I don't want to um, speak for that community, but you know the bathroom thing is sort of a, a public issue, but far more menial than a lot of the other issues that, that they face. But he did speak about that, and he did speak to understanding communities. But the things that people don't respond to, Kev, are the things that are most important. No one has brought up the Susan B. Anthony Sojourner Truth mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. And no one has brought up the gay male that called the police on him and the point mm-hmm. of being able to code switch to um, privilege. You get to be minority today and privilege tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I thought that those were the most important points of this entire special. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As, a, as a black male, I can say that... That is the my issue. 100% my issue. My issue is you play the minority card when you feel like it, and then you play the privilege card when you feel like it. You get to be one or the other at all times, and when there are movements that express, that movements, of, I'm, I'm merging it with the Susan B. Anthony Sojourner Truth thing, because I've said this about the feminist movement for quite a, quite a while, that it is constantly accosted by white supremacy and it's constantly dulling the voice of women of color until it needs them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's an opinion I probably wouldn't share. I'm kind of like, damn, I don't really didn't really want to share that on this show either, but it's one that I don't publicly share. It's something I would discuss in private with my friends, but I thought he brought that to light and it wasn't even approached. It wasn't even considered in the criticism of it. And that's when I knew not only did people not listen on both sides of the argument, the pitchfork, transphobic, homophobic people, they are who they are. You know what I'm saying? But 
I understand that those people exist and a special, especially since people don't think critically very often, does not help, right? Come on, are you asking me to restart now? Good grief. Anyway, God, Windows updates are the word. That's that's what we need to cancel. Um, but, so I understand the effect that that has on the community because people don't think critically. They're just out there for their, their own purpose, right? Um, but on the other side of the argument, those that are against the special definitely did not want to discuss very important points in that. Very, very important, very notable, clearly stated. He didn't underhand anything, undermine it. He just directly stated um, some super clear points that just went unaddressed. Yeah. And, and also it's, it, he, he didn't go out there and spit out a bunch of one-liners. That's Mm-mm. not what he does. No one goes to see him expecting that. And if, if uh, you think that might, uh, if you think that's what he's going to do, you've never seen him before. Right. So that's just, right. and why I say that to say that he, he weaves a thread throughout the course of the conversation and it's, there's a beginning, there's a middle and an end, just like any great story. And he drops in jokes here and there. And the most technically offensive things he says is usually in, in, to snap you back to attention because he just mm-hmm. said something that 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 you might start thinking he's soft or that is a little bit more sentimental or heartfelt or soft, you know, or or uh, you know, uh, overly sensitive, right? And then he says the, and then he drops the hammer on you real quick. You laugh, keep it moving. Um, and listen, if you're getting bullied every day because you're living your life the way you want to live it. I I get it. Someone and anybody who starts talking in a way that reminds you of that bullying that you just got away from for a few brief moments f- two hours ago, right. and you know you're going to be walking right back into it tomorrow, I can see being in a state of mind that will not allow you to embrace that right. or think or critically about review. it. Review. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and that's not your fault. That's not um probably not his fault. Mm-mm. He's not the, the the person who put you there. But I can see you saying, okay, well he's not helping me right now. Right. That that's totally valid. Sure. Um that's a, a, extremely valid. And and again, by the same by the same token, sort of on the other side of that coin is, um, is he is is the process of him talking about these things in his thoughtful way, um, going to make some of the knuckleheads think about these issues in a more critical and sensitive way. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. Is the conversation no, that he generates good? Not. I don't know. I also don't I don't think that he would have changed them. I mean, he's not going to change the mind of the knuckleheads who came in wanting to hear knucklehead stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right, but but people fancy themselves as uh, highly intelligent, right? I just said on the the show, I feel like I'm the smartest person. In, in I mean, come on, like yeah, you that, did. We all we all kind of feel like we're smarter than we are, but in this regard, I I don't think that there is an intelligent conversation to be had in public about this. Hmm. I I think when we all get into our own zones, our own spaces, we have intelligent conversations. And some would argue that those are the more important ones, right? The ones where you have them in your own spaces. But where you want to show out for your little friends, I mean, that that just never ends. So you're on the internet, you got your fingers cracked, knuckles cracked and everything, your thumbs are strong, and you want to bash cancel culture. That's really what this becomes about. Cancel culture is a thing. It's affecting your life directly. They're after you. Um, you can't laugh at things you want to laugh at. Blah, 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 blah. 
because cancel culture is is stopping you from seeing it or or being around it or whatever. And I just think it's a, it's a it's a a boogeyman that you made up in your head because you see society changing in a way that you are uncomfortable with, right? By and large, it reminds me quite a bit of of almost everything I read in history about racism and how as society began to change, people started calling out these things. Well, just, people are losing their jobs for not wanting to teach the niggers. And I just think that that's a problem. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, These are the same. Again, I, I'm always careful of who who's waving the flag behind me. I, I'm not going to talk about this on the show in depth, but I... I look at Kyrie Irving. His choice to not be vaccinated is his choice. It is. I feel like it is a private matter in, in some regards, but it's a public matter because of how it's affecting the team and his ability to play in the NBA. He's asking people to respect his privacy, but it's not truly a private matter uh, with regard to like fanship and, and the sport itself, right? Mm-hmm. However, man, a year or two ago, they were telling you to shut up and dribble. Now they're on your side. Is that the squad you want to be on? I'm not saying go get vaccinated. I'm saying that I would probably stand out and say, yo, I, this ain't a squad thing. And I kind of want, I'm, I'm using uh, Kyrie Irving as an example because I've been thinking about this all day. You sort of want Dave Chappelle to do the same thing or it would be nice, right? Look, I ain't trying to squad up with y'all that's, that's anti-gay. Like that's corny. I'm t- I'm, I presented scenarios and, and thoughts that that show how your movement um, generally affect not not affects but generally uh, doesn't want to or as he said with Susan B. Anthony and uh, and Sojourn Truth at the uh, Women's Rights Conference they don't want to conflate racism against black people with women's rights but the issues were hand in hand. And if we're going to continue to do this thing where we don't want to conflate these issues, it always seems to happen. And I mean, I know I'm black male and yada, 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 but it always seems to happen when born to black folks. It's always time for us to shut up when you might get your way. It's always time. Affirmative action is, is a thing. Black people got to be quiet now because we might get our way. Like, come on, man. It, why is it always us that has to step aside but when it gets difficult and when you need a minority voice a minority backing then you want to trounce people or roll roll people loud and put them in front of the microphone and hug them i I just think that dave Chappelle brought that issue to light so clearly and so eloquently and i think that it's being largely ignored that's that's where i'm at but i also think i also agree with any person who says that the special wasn't helpful because not because of how Dave presented it, not because he even did it, but because of how the the you know bats and pitchforks homophobes and transphobes are going to respond to it, and unfortunately, the idiots are the loudest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's where we are. Yeah, and also you know it's just like a it's it's like a you know it's like a good song. It's it, and you have to also pay attention to it. It's going to take people a little while. Maybe they got to watch it again. I don't know. Or are they going to boycott Netflix and never watch anything on Netflix again? But, um, you know, you, you got to also, you should go back and also pay attention to where he didn't put the drums. You feel me? Where he didn't, where he didn't put in a note or a sound or whatever. The silence came in, in him not, um, not trying to be the heterosexual savior of trans, the trans community and not, um, he also didn't, he, 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 he went up to the edge, but he didn't also, get into a struggle Olympics um, argument either, you know? Not entirely, no. Because it would have been re- really easy to do it. Sure. You know? I, I just did it on this show for three minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and, and that's part of why I appreciate how he does what he does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need my appreciation or my adoration or my fanship or anything else. Nor sure. do I care, right. particularly. Will I go see him if I have a chance? Yeah. yeah. Am I canceling too. Netflix? No. No. And you know what? Like 17 people did. 
<laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like you see what I'm saying? The what have I said on this show, Kev? The response to cancel culture is generally louder than the canceling. You know what right. I'm saying? 16 people on Twitter say, man, I don't like track. And then 500, you know, whatever. Um, I call them Tupacians. <laughs> Cry thug tears about it. And you know what I'm saying? And it's a thing. Oh, cancel culture is running. I had a person on, on one time. And I'm, I'm not, a, I mean, I went to high school. Just I've never been a big fan of this person in general. But, um. He was like, society is just soft now. And I'm like, really? Right. I mean, really? Like, come on, man. They, they used to burn down a whole city because of uh, <laughs> a non-white person moved into it. Like, that's soft. They segregated the army because they just couldn't allow, couldn't allow non-white people to have the same rights as them in the damn army. Fighting a war with your life's on the line. That's soft. I mean, come on. Like, think about it. Think about how soft those things really are. But like I said today, you admire those things. You don't want to admit it because they're wrong and you feel like they're wrong, but you admire them. And that's why you don't see them as soft. You somewhat see them as strong or even the right thing to do in, you know, a world that's, well, that's just the way the world was. That's why you hear that so much because you admire that oppressive nonsense. You know what I'm Hmm. saying? And Tying it back into the uh, Dave Chappelle thing, you think that that's what he was doing because you admire oppression. You admire oppressive actions. But that is what you are waving your flag about is nothing like what he was discussing, period. It's not even close. And we also have to be very clear that because we've also talked trash about comedians, usually white men who like get on their soapbox and start whining about not being able to say anything or things being too politically correct and this and that. And and at the end of the day, it's like, well, you, you're not that funny. You're not That's that key. funny. You're not funny. If you get to the point where you can sell out the Hollywood Bowl yep. and make everybody in the year 2021 give their phone up for three hours while you talk into a microphone, then let's talk. Fair point. That's that's what he's been able to do by ta- speaking into a microphone carefully, even right. though you think it's reckless, right? Because you don't listen. That's what he's right. been able to do. So what what I am not saying, and I don't know if I'm speaking for you, is is it's not this. It's not the same thing, and it's not just it, it's not just because he's Dave Chappelle and not comedians X Y Z who are not Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. It's because of this particular work and the and the, right. and the response that it generated. He didn't I don't think he set out to troll anybody. I don't think he set out to offend anybody, but he knew it was going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly what was going to happen. Yep. And and that's the one thing I've always said on this show as well as out in the world is, "Hey, I've used the, the as a metaphor, don't let anything come out of your mouth." that you're not ready to catch an ass whooping for or don't say it. It doesn't mean it's okay to get hit for someone to hit you, but you don't get to whine. If a punch (laughs) start as the punch starts coming at you, he knew what he was saying. So, you know, so let's not act like happen. What was going to happen? I've, I've seen people like, we got your back, Dave. Yeah. He don't need you. He don't need us. What, what was going to happen? And what are you going to do? Are you going to go fight? Like, did you buy more Netflix accounts? Did you stop sharing your Netflix accounts with the seven people <laughs> you're sharing them with? Okay, right? Okay. So you're still sharing your Netflix password. You're not doing anything special. It's, get down. Get down off of whatever soapbox and get down. Like, come on. You're going to fall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we could probably, you know, drag some more out of this, but but at the end of the day, I I just um I just feel like man, there was a lot of ignoring in in, in the response to it, and yeah. um and in the same way, um and I I say this across the board, in the same way you want one community to listen to you, 
you should understand that listening to that community is incredibly important as well. And if there is any grand flaw in um, the unified struggle to to um, end supremacy and um, end unjust laws, unjust actions, unjust ways, unjust treatment, it's that we don't listen to each other. You know what I'm saying? Not with any intent to understand um, effect. You know what I'm saying? And um, and then everybody draws their lines and they they start crying thug tears, and you you just next thing you know you don't know where where anybody is and everybody just kind of stays in place. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's my you know that's my soapbox moment. I guess I should get down before I fall too. Yeah, it's like the, it's like, it's like the milk crate challenge in here. <laughs> Right, you should do a soapbox challenge and just, just <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, right, I, um, the one thing I'll say, oh. last thing I will say is that, yeah, that was I think the most disappointing thing was reading those those few um, comedians' responses that went along with some other um, artists and their responses is that one he didn't talk about trans people for the whole special. Uh, it was it was a focus. It was certainly yeah. the focal point, if he not the focal point. Yeah. yeah. But but it wasn't the whole thing. So yeah. if you say that, you sound like you didn't listen. You didn't listen. Um these are the same old jokes he's been making for a decade. No, these are not. I went back, like I said, I watched just one other special that he did in what, twenty fifteen. These jokes were better. Right. And if if nothing else, showed a little bit of growth. In terms of just acknowledging where maybe he didn't understand certain things and maybe does a little better now. So cut it out. If you're gonna if you're gonna give the book report, read the book. Yeah. Read it with the intent to understand it. And 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 on the other side too, for the for the Thug Tears people, um, you know, it might help you to sort of understand why not necessarily a public figure who who has the support and security um although you know respect to them too but why a person who is going through this um uh, challenging life experience uh, might feel you know not not feel too great about it the, about the special yeah. you know what I'm saying totally um it would help you to understand that but but just to be frank and be direct you're too emotional and sensitive to understand that yourself because you you your your thug tears are falling you're all you all in your feelings about how other people feel <laughs> so you're you're not going to be you're not going to use your intelligence to understand it either and that's the key and anybody who's not down with your opinion is the enemy and da 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 and it's never ending and i largely say it's because you love the oppressor and you love how to you love the oppressor's actions you just would prefer to be the oppressor as opposed to be under thumb and that's mm. how that's really how it works um i so I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip one subject and just kind of get down to the next because um, it ties into something else I want to talk talk about today. Okay. Um, so you put this Sage Steele uh, interview with Jay Cutler up, <laughs> <laughs> and your title for this is uh, this title. entire interview was a what salad, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like no, you- no. What I will say. Because I just got finished railing on about this over and over again repeatedly. I did not at all watch nor listen to any of this interview. My reactions are purely and superficially based on about 15 (laughs) words that I've read in a couple of articles by irreputable sources. Okay. So there we go. That's that's the... uh, Yeah. All right. Well... One of those irreputable sources, irreputable sources is uh, thegrio.com. <laughs> Sage Steele <laughs> has a controversial interview with Jay Cutler, compliments Candace Owens. Players involved are Sage Steele, Jay Cutler, and ESPN. Um, during a Wednesday uh, taping of Cutler's podcast, 
uncut. Former football star told Sage Still that she is the Candace, quote, Candace Owens of ESPN, unquote, after the two discussed the criticism she has gotten for her anti-vaccine stance. Earlier this week, Steele added herself to the list of vaccine naysayers after calling ESPN's vaccine vaccine mandate sick and scary. The longtime anchor said she got the vaccine despite her apprehension because she wanted to preserve her job. Steele has been with the company since 2007. The $71 billion sports entertainment industry has been grappling with measures to keep players and staff safe amid the increased popularity of uh, COVID-19 and vaccine conspiracy theories, which have uh, questioned the safety of the vaccine. Um, for private sports-related news, news companies like ESPN and Fox News, conversations about their policies have also made it to the mainstream. Despite Fox News' steady stream of anti-vaccination rhetoric, 90% of its employees are fully vaccinated and those who aren't get tested once a day. I'm going to stop here. That is also the policy for the NBA, for those who are saying that the NBA is forcing players to get back. That's actually not true. Um, the NBA policy is that you are vax or test, test or vax. That's that's the policy right now, and that's the policy as it will remain per um, per the Players Association and um, the owners, franchise owners. The difference, uh, though, is that the NBA, if you're on a team, you're not going to an office every day in the same place. So like with Kyrie, right, right. the issue is that he can't play at home. Right. Right, based is, on the state's. Which is a large part of the season. <laughs> Which is 41 games. Well, <laughs> I've already done the math on this. So it's 41 games, and then you can't play in uh, Staples Center, right? So that's four. Right, okay. That's uh, two two games because you can't play the Clippers or the Lakers, which they play you know, twice a year, once at home on each side. Um, so that's 43 games you can't play. Then you also can't play against uh, the Golden State Warriors, nor can you play against the Sacramento Kings. So that's... 45 games he can't play and he also can't play against the new york knicks who they play four times a year so that's another it's 47 games that he wouldn't be able to play so um but the, one of the things about that just to be really clear as, as far as my stance on it is the argument hasn't been about whether he'll play or not i know that that's been kind of the, the thing but a lot of people felt like he shouldn't get paid but here's my thing without these mandates he would play. He didn't say, I refuse to play. Right. Right. He just said, I'm going to get tested instead of vaccinated, which is an NBA rule. So I, it's, it, what is he supposed to do about state rules and state laws? You know what I'm saying? Now, man, listen, I've been under personal fire <laughs> from close friends and family about my stance on my kind of on the fence stance about vaccinations. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. It's like, what? What are we doing right now? But um I I'm remain that way because I'm just, man, mandatory vaccinations for a nation just sounds like, whoa. And I know what's happened. We got tuberculosis shots. We got a, we got a lot of mandatory vaccinations. But it, for it to happen and start in my lifetime as an adult, cognizant adult, I do understand people being like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Mm -hmm. You know, right. What I don't, what I'm not with, and I want to make sure I'm not associated with idiots, is I'm not with the vaccine magnetizes you, or I'm not with any of the conspiracy theories that are along with it. I just understand how someone would question something that is brand new out the box and going into your body. I totally understand it. I'm, I'm off my high horse now. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, back to Sage Steele and her Candace Owens stuff. And, so. But see, that's the whole, and she's the, she's sort of that. Other side of the coin. Because another thing that, that Kyrie isn't doing, as far as I can tell, is being like obstinate about I should be able to play right. at home. Right. Without any, you know, it's like you can test me. If you let me play, if I get tested, then I'll, let's do that. Yeah. And I'm not defending him because I think he's kind of a lunatic. He's for other reasons but, on occasions. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's th that's, that's, the other side, you know, of that argument and, and with Sage Steele, the thing that was, first of all, I don't care what you look like, what your background is. If you walk into an interview with a white court, former quarterback and, and he says, 
that you are like the Candace Owens of anything, you should get up and you should walk the other direction. That's likely what you should do. Yes, I agree. I agree. Again, I'm always careful who's cheering for me. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm always, I, I don't like to turn around and be like, all right, that is not a fan base that I want to be around at yeah. all. So I'm yeah. always careful who's cheering like for you. Like you can hate the Patriots, but if somebody sees you do something well and they say you're like the Tom Brady... <laughs> Of 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 mopping up the floor at the McDonald's. You know what? You're gonna have a good rest of the day. Sure. That's that's gonna that's gonna make you feel really good for the rest of the day. Yep. But if someone says you to Candace Owens, (laughs) (laughs) you're like the Larry Elder of pot of of you know of sweeping. It's like oh no, that's okay. You're like the John Gruden of emails. Speaking of John Gruden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is where I was going to go with the Sage Steel thing because I couldn't care less about whatever she's alright man <laughs> keep her moving yeah, whatever she says some off things I think what she's suspended now am I tripping yeah she got that's the thing she well that's what I was going to say It was she made the logical decision you know she has a family she you know, um, wants to keep her job got the shot I and, and if it's sick and scary, either you didn't have to say that or you didn't have to get the shot. But if you're going to say do say that and get the shot, then you didn't really make any kind of point. But you got to keep your job. But then you end up getting suspended because you also said that for no particular reason that um, Barack Obama saying that he's black on the census was, quote unquote, fascinating and that's the kind of thing that that's the kind of thing that pisses me off like we just talked about a comedian who who in my opinion crafts every word of his hour very carefully mm-hmm. meanwhile you get people who use words like hmm isn't that interesting hmm isn't that curious hmm, i find that fascinating it's like well we know what you're saying right and fascinating is not what you think it is Right. You want to say something else. So go ahead and say it or shut up. Well, she 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 tried to say it, right? Or she said it. <laughs> and now she got to shut up for a little bit. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, she said something to the effect of um it's fascinating uh, that he claims black in spite of the fact that he's also um half white uh because his black daddy wasn't there. Right. And uh, here's, so I like I like conversations about mixed children. They're actually some of my favorite conversations, um, especially from this angle, right? Because mm. the rule used to be one drop. <laughs> that used to be the rule. And now, post-racial society... All of a sudden, it's like, well, you've got it. No, you've got you. It's not all that you have, but back... Not too long ago, one drop and you couldn't buy a house. One drop and you couldn't work for this company. One drop and you had to go to another tent in the army. One drop. And when you got back from that army, you couldn't own property. One drop. I'd have a tent. (laughs) If they found out if there was 23 of me back then, wouldn't nobody own nothing? <laughs> like, everybody would be like, well, all y'all from Africa, so can't oh, nobody own nothing. But that was the rule. You know what I'm saying? One drop was the rule. <clears throat> all right, so uh, you listen to this, it happened again. <laughs> but it wasn't a thunder or lightning storm this time. My internet decided to go out. Uh, so I'm not sure where all this ended, but um, we were talking about Sage Steele and and um, and her opinions about Barack Obama and his uh, father being black and whatever. <laughs> but I don't particularly care about Sage Steele, so I, I'm going to try to wrap this up with this. So, um, so John Gruden, who as of this podcast, when we discussed this in the morning, right. John Gruden has simply said um, something about the the. Uh, 
president of the NFL Players Association. Um, he said that in an, in an email that was found from 2011, he was angry. He said that he was in a bad place. So he said uh, the guy had lips the size of the Michelin man. Uh, about a black man. He said that's not that's not what he meant. He meant that he lies a lot and da 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 da. Um, okay. He apologized for it. Um, not in any great detail, but enough, I guess, for him. But um I had the opinion, right? Um, and my man Silo kind of disagreed with me on this one. What you say in writing is what you is likely closer to what you believe. Mm. I actually would give somebody a pass for what they say say in the heat of an argument or the heat of a, in a heated moment. Um, I know that still is core within you, right? You don't say things that aren't in your arsenal. So you're not going to call somebody the N-word if it doesn't exist in your arsenal. I know dozens of people who that would not be an issue, um, you know, like they say, like what you say when you're driving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like how you insult people is likely what's in you, right? So I didn't particularly buy his apology, um, but it's not, I guess I'm a fan of the Raiders, so it was kind of for me to buy or not buy. But I just wondered how the players would feel. You know what I'm saying? Players got his back. Players got his back. Oh, until the next round of emails came out. (laughs) Oh, I didn't see the, I I, I knew there were more, but I didn't see what else he said. And then I just saw that he was done. He just, he resigned because those next emails hit different, bro. So you were all, here's my thing though. And this goes back to Sage Steel. Like you said, you were already, um, you know, John Gruden is on the the fourth year, uh, if not fifth year of a hundred million dollar, 10 year contract. Right. Um, These emails spanned all the way to 2018. So it's not like these are emails from 10, just emails from 10 years ago. Um, he had man, he had shots for everybody. When you open that email, fam, and hit him up was playing. He took <laughs> shots at gays. He took shots at at the commissioner. Of obviously, he took shots at black black men or black people, um, or whatever liars or whatever he wants. To, that man was taking shots, and he said, "Kev, something that Sage Steele might say, right? I was in a bad place." Hmm. Okay. I'm going to conclude my point on it with this. <laughs> I'm going to avoid discussing the racism. It's something we discuss on the show all the time. How deep of a racist he is, I don't know. Um, I don't think that those that say he's super racist or those that say he's not know either. You're just picking a side. Climb down. You'll be fine. But what I will say is a lot of you argue that social media is not real and that, you know, this is not real. This is not. No, listen, what I say on this show is impromptu. And sometimes I'll listen back and go, that is not how I wanted to say that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I I didn't want to say it that way. Right. But Kev, what I write. I've I've. Thought it through. I've vet it. Sometimes I don't spell check it as good as I should, but I have vet that. That is what I feel. Mm-hmm. I said it the way I wanted to say it, and I pressed send. So what I say about John Gruden, who is now already gone, so part of my whole monologue is dead, <laughs> is that was you. You can try to pretend like, I don't, what is it? I don't know what I don't have a racist bone in my body means, <laughs> but you can, you can try that as best that old, as you can. But that I'm old chestnut. That old, that, yeah, just right out the box with, with it, right? <laughs> but, um, but that was you. That was you, fam. And what I hope is that through all this, you'll go home, look in the mirror hard, hard in the mirror and say, I got to change this. You remember, you you remember how I talked about if you sit down in an interview and, and the person across the table from you says, you are like the Candace Owens of, it, you should get to roughly Candace, oh, and then you're out. You're out. When you hear, oh, but the second set of emails, oh, you're done. <laughs> you're out. 
That's like that's like that's like getting knocked down twice in one round. But but you're not getting up. You're not getting up from now. What was that? What's that song? Chumba Wumba? Is that the I get knocked down but I get up again? That is not what happened. <laughs> you get knocked down and got knocked down again. He had to sit up there. We, we we'll conclude the show, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Just give me a sec. Give me one. Indulge me one more point. He had to sit up there this weekend and apologize for that statement, knowing in the back of his mind what the other email said, <laughs> what the rest of the email said. Like yo, the look on his face was like, "I'm just sick about it. I can't believe that." But dude, the rest of the emails were coming. That's- Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I feel like I feel f- quite confident that throughout my life, I've tried to be more open-minded, tried to be a little more mature, tried to display some of that in outwardly as growth that can per- be perceived by people who I may have offended in the past and by not saying certain things just because it's the first thing that pops into my head, whether positive or negative. Sure. But it, (laughs) but I can catch a hot one at any point in time, any, any point in time. So if, if one email comes out and I've done a very good job of, of burying all that, I've hired a team of specialists But if one email comes out, I am going to come right out and say, this is nothing compared to all the other (laughs) terrible things you have not found yet. Right? Because it never goes well. It never goes well. A bunch of other emails is going to come out. Man, I said way worse stuff than this. Bro, you talk about the things you say in the car. Woo! Woo! I'm lucky I have a kid now. Because when that kid is not in that car seat, ooh, and I, I, there's a, there's, there's Kev driving to school, and there is kid, there's Kev driving home after he drops the kid off, and ooh, those are two different people. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I man, I understand that, but I, I'll tell you this much as well. Listen, emails, you, I'm probably good, man. I, I ain't really typing them crazy, too much crazy stuff in emails. I kind of felt like people could always read them, so I just right. never. Yeah. <laughs> you got a track record of my text messages, though. <laughs> Woo! It's some heat in them text messages, boy. It's some heat Ooh. in them text messages. It's oh. not a game in them texts. <laughs> <laughs> and I am incredibly glad that it's not likely that any of that stuff will come out. Um, I've oh, had... I'm, I know we were supposed to end the show. Okay. I promise we're done, but... <laughs> I've had moments where I felt like I was getting a little too famous and got scared <laughs> because I'm like, someone is going, it's going, it's going to show up like receipts. And I would be like, damn, I thought that was gone. But anyway, man, yo. <laughs> Do you think he was going to the front office like every other week? He's like, I got to I got to ch- I got to let you guys know just as a heads up as a professional I wrote something very inappropriate and they just kept saying just win baby just win. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, don't man. worry about it. Do you think that's just bad? Just beat beat the Bears this weekend because you're going to be gone next week. Just- Yo. He apologized, but I bet you his office was packed. Oh. He knew what so? was about to happen. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, for he sure. resigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He left about forty million on the table with that resignation. I love and when they go when they go, you. and that's part of why I'm sure you know people are just firing it at, at Chappelle in the same way. It's like you know, it it feels a little easier to take shots at someone who's at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know what we would consider Gruden at at this point, but not um, definitely not at the top of his game. Either. But uh, when when you just get that apology speech that is just them, it's like I don't know if you remember the scene in Long Kiss Goodnight. The Samuel Jackson movie where he jump he jumps out of the window, or actually, I think Gina Davis is the one who jumps out of the window backwards and is just firing 
two yeah, pistols yeah, yeah. right up at the at yeah. the enemies all yeah. the way down. I thought that was the dopest thing, but that's what that's what these apology speeches always feel like. It's like <laughs> I don't have a racist bone in my body. My grandson is black. <laughs> my mate is Mexican. <laughs> you misunderstood what I said. You took it out of context. Social media isn't real. There were people. <laughs> there were people. I read the, this before the resignation. How could that be perceived as racist? I'm like, <laughs> I just laughed. I couldn't believe. I'm like, you guys are crazy, man. Like, I agree. at the time I was like, yo, suspend the dude for a couple games, and you know, um, make a statement. And that's about the best you can. You got this man on the hook for sixty million more dollars. I get it. You know what I mean. <laughs> but I also got a good laugh at my quick scroll through Twitter where people were like, "People are just too sensitive. That's not. That's not racist." So what? Oh, what about if he said something about his ears? What if he? And I'm going, "Yo, plastic man, chill out. You're reaching right now." <laughs> I, I think the funniest response was somebody said, yeah, never in American history has there ever been black racist, uh, black racist tropes about lips. It's never happened before. <laughs> There's no way you could draw that conclusion because it's never happened before. There, there definitely aren't plenty of you know pictures in history books where big-lipped uh, you know, black kids are eating watermelon and it's a negative thing. That's never happened before. Nope. I wonder if all new. I wonder if him just talking from sunup today to sundown this evening, the talking that he did. I wonder if it changed the uh, triggered any changes in the payout clause on the on his contract. Oh, he, they he listen. He apologized. Then they. I told you, apologized. His office was already clean, and they had already discussed what the money was going to look like. Like, like I said, I think he left about forty million on the table. Maybe maybe a little more. But could, you think he could have walked away with a little bit more in his pocket this morning? If he just, if he was just like, <laughs> he's, he's like, he just stopped off at that roulette table on his way back to the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Invest in Bitcoin, fam. <laughs> you know what I mean? You 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 already made forty mil. You know what I mean? And oh. part of it was in Vegas, so it ain't taxed. So you <laughs> you good. Anyway, man, thank y'all for tuning in, yeah. man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Look, if y'all want to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, please go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We own all of them. And you can also catch this on TV on BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. Download the Apple channel on your Roku uh, or fire any of your Amazon Fire devices. Click on the Apple channel and we are right there. Plenty of other dope content with us. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network, we want in. Um... My name is Trek Life. I'm your homeboy, Trek Life. That over there is your fam, Kev Sakota. And we out of here like last year. On the count of three, we say peace. One, two, three. Peace. peace. We out of here, y'all.